head across this nation. Amen. Thank you, platform workers. Thank you uh, for your giving tonight. If you get your Bible, Proverbs 14. Uh, Proverbs 14. Pastor Howard is in uh, Illinois, uh, amen, doing his uh, revival there, so pray it goes well. A lot of people get saved, a lot of contacts are made there. So uh, I want to preach on backsliding tonight. Title this the backslider, the backslider tonight. You know, backsliding doesn't happen overnight. Uh, those that we know that have turned away from the Lord, it was not a spur-of-the-moment decision. You know, how many, uh, I've talked to backsliders before, and you think, uh, what happened? Uh, it almost seems like it was just one day they're in, one day uh, they're out, but it's never like that. Before Judas betrayed the Lord, uh, before Jesus gave him the bread at the table, long before that, the Bible said he took uh, from the offering over and over again. Uh, John 12, 3, then Mary took a pound of very costly oil, anointed the feet of Jesus, wiped his feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the oil. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, who would betray him, said, Why was this fragrant oil not sold with 300 denarii as he given to the poor? This he said, not because he cared for the poor, but because he is a thief and had the money box, and he used to take what was put in it so Long before the day he actually uh, turned. Long before the day he actually went to the, uh, the priest and betrayed the Lord, uh, uh, there was trails of his backslidings. So I want to preach on the backslider tonight. Uh, uh, amen. So I want to go to Proverbs 14, 14, one verse of Scripture. You can read that with me. So the backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. Let me read it again. The backslider in heart is filled with his own ways. Father, I'm asking you tonight, God, anoint the word, God, open our eyes, God, to the dangers of backsliding, God, what backsliding can do to a person, God. Uh, I pray by the Holy Ghost, God, help us, God, to keep our hearts right, keep our minds right tonight, God, you always be, uh, God, on the forefront of what we do in Jesus' mighty name. God, people say, amen. amen. So look at first the steps of backsliding tonight. You know, backsliding means two things. It means, one, to lapse morally, and two, failure in concentration. So to lapse morally means a change in one's behavior concerning uh, what is right and wrong. Or in other words, your attitude concerning sin has changed. There's no more absolutes. Right and wrong is no longer weighed by the Bible or the Spirit of God. But now right and wrong is weighed by how I feel and by what I think and what moves me. So morally, uh, a backsider thinks different. Uh, again, no longer the word of God's spiritual authorities, but uh, the, the balances have been changed. Judges 17.6, in those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. That's a picture of backsliding. You know, failure of concentration means a break in focus. Your thoughts, impulses, and attention is no longer locked in on God. Something else has captured your mind. So backsliding simply means two things. One, there's a lapse. Uh, morally, there's a change in behavior. How you uh, view sin, uh, what uh, 
decisions you make, what weights are involved in that. And now uh, we're not concentrated or concent uh, uh, focused on the things of God as much now. You know, the reason people backslide, fall morally, or fail in their concentration, our text says, uh, backsliders filled with their own ways. You know, the reason I got saved uh, in the first place is because I was filled, and I'm sure you can testify, we were filled with our own nasty, unclean self. And that's what made us cry out to God. That's why uh, we repented in the first place. God changed me, come into my heart, uh, because we're sick of who we become. We're sick of who we are, are I mean, what was living on the inside. Uh, well, but the Bible said the backsider now is filled uh, with their own ways. They went back to who they used to be. In heart, uh, they're back to that nasty, unclean uh, uh, person they used to be. Uh, uh, amen. So uh, we don't want to be that. Amen. Peter gives this kind of a pretty graphic picture of a backslider. He said a backslider, uh, he gives us a picture, he says like a dog turns to its own vomit. How many seen that's disgusting? Dogs, uh, it's second nature then. They uh, throw up everywhere and all of a sudden they're licking it all up. You're like, oh God. I mean, you look at that, it almost makes you sick. He said that's a picture of a backslider. It's like God has set you free, cleansed you, cleaned you all up, uh, set you free from all that junk and nasty uh, uh, and now you're going back to it. Uh, it's like a dog going back to his vomit. And that's a that's a good picture. Because listen, when a Christian backside goes back into sin, that's that's what they're doing there. They're going back to all that nasty stuff uh, that they have been delivered from, that's, laying that, that's now been infested uh, by all kinds of junk. They're going back in and taking that back in. That's a That's not a good thing. You know, when somebody's filled with their own ways, uh, it shows in their choices. I want to go to Genesis 13, verse 11. Talk about a backslider here. It said, Then Lot chose for himself all the plains of Jordan. There's no mention of prayer or godly advice here. Life is all about what I want. You know, when I want to know uh, what's in someone's heart, I simply Watch or look, what, look at the choices they're making. When I want to see where somebody's at spiritually, as a pastor, I look at their choices uh, that they're making. What I look to, I view uh, a decision they're making, choices they're making. That gives me a picture of what's going on in their heart. Lot, the Bible said, chose uh, for himself the plains of Jordan. You know, choices always lead to moves. The Bible said in Lot. Uh, uh, journeyed east. Well, I've you know when we make choices, uh, they're not just dead in the water right there. It's not just we try it one time, it's over. We're just backslide. Uh, I mean, things people backslide for. I just want a cigarette again. I just can't. Well, I just want a drink. I just want whatever nasty stuff. The Bible said when Lot uh, chose uh, the plains of Jordan, he, then he moved eastward. Uh, when you choose to backslide, you always move somewhere. Maybe not physically, but spiritually, you're moved uh, uh, eastward. Amen. So you may try it for a moment, but eventually uh, you're all the way there. Backsliding is more of a change of direction than it is a move. 
When you're filled with your own ways, the direction of your life changes. Look at verse 12. It said, Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent uh, even as far as Sodom. There's a change of direction of life. So it's more than just a move. It's more than something I'm going to try. It's more than something that I'm just going to dabble in. Uh, But now it's a change of direction and all of life is changing. Genesis 19, Lot becomes a part uh, of what he was moving towards. Look at verse 1. Now the two angels came to Sodom in the evening and Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom. Now, if you know the background, leaders uh, of the city were set at the gate. And at the gate, what their job was to do is build relationships uh, with each other, with people that would come in, uh, uh, or they would, uh, 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 you know, they were prominent people that, uh, you know, they'd rub shoulders against each other, but business was done, uh, but they were the main people of that city. So think about this, read verse 1 now. The angels came to Sodom, when they came to Sodom in the evening, Lot was sitting at the gate of Sodom. So he's no longer just moved there, he's at the city gate. He had become one of them. Uh, He's a prominent member of that city. Uh, He's brushing shoulders, amen, with all the other important uh, people, with all the business people. He is one of them. So you don't just uh, dabble in something, uh, but it changes direction, and now Lot is one of them. Lot is as much of Sodom as any of, any of them there. Look, secondly, the signs of backsliding. We just looked at the steps of backsliding. Let's not look at the signs of backsliding. The first sign of backsliding, uh, or in, in Lot's backsliding, was turning away from godly influence. Turn away from godly influence. Luke, uh, Genesis 13, 11. So when Lot separated himself from Abraham. Now, if you know the story, Abraham who rescued Lot, uh, uh, Lot's uh, dad had died, he steps in, uh, takes him with him along uh, in the journey of living for God, uh, became really a father to him. Uh, uh, Abraham gave Lot everything he had in life, all the cattle, the sheep, uh, the resources he would have, all that come from Abraham. Uh, his spiritual heritage, uh, his exampleship, everything come from Abraham. Uh, so the first sign of his backsliding was the Bible said he separated himself from Abraham. When somebody's backslidden, they no longer want to be uh, or hang around the spiritual people they did before. When somebody is backslidden or they're backsliding, uh, they no longer want to be around Abraham. Now think about Lot. He always wanted to be with Abraham. Abraham was more than just his uncle, but he was his spiritual father. He was everything to him. Uh, but once you backslide, uh, I mean, you no longer want to be around of that. Uh, he no longer wants to be around that influence of Abraham upon his life. Backsliders no longer read their Bible. They no longer pray. No longer fellowship with people that talk about calling and obeying God anyway. So these are signs to backside. The second sign, uh, they live on the edge of the world. Look at verse 12. Lot dwelt in the cities of the plains and pitched his tent uh, even as far as Sodom. Lot got as close as he could without saying he lived there. (laughs) 
He got as close as he could to the Son without saying, hey, I'm backslidden. Without confessing, I backslidden, I blow. He got as close as he could uh, to Sodom again without living there. You know, living in the plains of Sodom was like, uh, it's like being, uh, you know, uh, you ever got too close to a dog that just rode around in mud? You know, we used to have a big old sheepdog. His name was Toby, and and he would always get in mud. And so, and what he would do, he'd wait till you got around him. He said he's shaking mud, gets all over you. Uh, that's a picture of sin here. Uh, amen. He's not in Sodom, but he's close enough. Uh, uh, so when, uh, when everything been to shake, he got the mud of Sodom all over him anyway. All the evidence was there. See, Lot and his family had the mud of Sodom all over it, all over them. So third, uh, uh, you adopt the ways of the world. The Bible said he chose the plains of Sodom uh, over the things of God. So he adopted what the world had for him uh, and rejected now what God had for him. Uh, that's always what backsliders do. They're, now they're more about what the world can give them. Uh, what they can get out of the world than what God has for them. Uh, and this is exactly where uh, Lot is. What started out as living in the plains of Sodom ended up uh, uh, Lot sitting at the gate. His wife and his children totally emerged in Sodom. If you read all of that through, uh, the chapters through, kind of get the picture of his wife and his children. Uh, all of his daughters were corrupted and uh, his son-in-laws and I mean, it's horrible, horrible. Matthew 16, 26, What shall profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what will he give in exchange for his soul? Could Jesus have a backslider in mind there? Somebody that had everything. I mean, you have the Spirit of God. God's speaking to you. You have friendships in the church. Uh, You've got godly in, in influences. Uh, you have a pastor. You've got brethren. Uh, uh, all, and all of a sudden, somebody's traded that for something of the world. And Jesus says here, what well, will profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? Let's look secondly at the sorrows of backsliding. You know, the sorrow, the first sorrow is the Bible said he lost his testimony. Hallelujah. He lost his testimony. Genesis 19. When the men of Sodom came to Lot's house trying to get uh, uh, to the uh, two angels, I want to look at the words they said to Lot. If you know the story, these angels show up. They're going to destroy uh, the city. They come to Lot's house, verse 5. And they called to Lot and said to him, Were the men who came to you tonight, bring them to us uh, that we may know them carnally. You know anything about Sodom? It's filled with homosexuality. Uh, all the men of that city saw these men uh, going to Lot's house. They wanted to, uh, to know them carnally. Uh, and all these men are now at Lot's house. When Lot refuses, uh, they said to him, this is how he lost his testament. Look at their words. Uh, Stand back. We will deal worse with you than with them. Uh, they have, they, there's no reverence of, of, uh, of a godly testimony there. He's lost his testimony. Uh, he's probably not witnessed forever. He's probably not even talked about the things of God. Uh, they probably know nothing about uh, the God of Israel of his life. He's lost his testimony. The second sorrow backside, he loses, he lost his sins. Look at verse 8. 
See, now I have two daughters who have not known a man. Please uh, let me bring them out to you, and you may do with them as you wish. Only do nothing to these men. Think about his daughters. His daughters who are there in this house scared to death. Uh, all these men are screaming and beating on his door, uh, and they're vile. They know that. Uh, and all of a sudden, Dad steps up and says, I'm going to give you my two daughters who are virgins. Uh, do whatever you want with them. He lost his senses. Uh, he can care less about his daughters. Uh, he lost the value. Uh, I mean, so the second thing, the second sorrow, you lose your senses. I've talked to backsliders, and they start talking. You say, what? They've lost their senses, how they talk, how they're acting, uh, what's now important. Uh, I mean, they've lost all sense. Third thing we see that he lost his influence. Verse 14. So Lot went out and spoke to his son-in-laws who had married his daughters and said, get out or get up, uh, get out of this place for the Lord will destroy this place. But his son-in-laws, uh, to, to his son in law he seemed as joking. He had no more uh, presence of God in him uh, than, uh, oh yeah, you're, you know, they decide he's joking. You know, that tells us that he had no testimony, no no godly fear all in his life, no testimony of, of living for God because now he's trying to say something. They think he's just joking. Fourth thing, Lot lost is his, of his possessions. The Bible said he left town with the clothes on his back. You know, ultimately, that's where a lot of backsliders end up. God blesses them, helps them when they're in the house of God, uh, but... I've seen them go all the way back to closing their back. Fifth thing, we see he lost his wife. Verse 26, his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Now, this was more than her just being curious. This, her heart was still there. Uh, amen. So, uh, Lot, amen, taking his family there, uh, his wife and his children emerged in that place. Uh, his wife could not stand even the thought of uh, leaving there. How many marriages has we seen break up? People backslide, uh, violate their marriage. All of a sudden, they're broke up, divorced, and, and it's a mess. Sixth thing we see, he lost his spiritual sensitivity. Verse 18 through 20, the angels are trying to get him out of Sodom before God destroys him, and he's arguing with the Lord. Now think about this. Guys, hurry up. Uh, man, uh, I'm getting ready to uh, fire and burn, so everything's going to be destroyed. Uh, and they got him by the, the hands, trying to drag him out, and he's trying to argue with the Lord. How many backsiders have you talked? You're trying to save them, uh, give them words of life, help them, uh, and they argue with you. And they, they put up this argument uh, that makes no sense. Uh, that sounds silly, but uh, there, a lot is arguing with the Lord, and the Lord's just trying to save him. Last thing we see, he lost his own virtue and that of his daughters as well. You know the story, his own daughters, uh, the ones that he was going to throw to the wolves earlier, uh, they're, now they're on a mountain, uh, and they said, you know what, Dad uh, has no... Uh, I mean, think about it. They have no reverence for dad at all. I mean, maybe how he's lived life, but evidently for sure, uh, dad's going to give us to the wolves, uh, uh, and, they, and they get him drunk, and they have sex and incest. Uh, 
It's a horrible scene. So we see all this. You don't want to backslide, right? Let's think of the solution to backsliding lastly here. The solution to backsliding one is God's mercy. Genesis 19, 16, the Lord being merciful to him. Even though Lot was crazy backslidden, he had an uncle praying for him. And how many times is that what saves people? Uh, I've seen people backslide from here, uh, uh, go, go after something they think they have to have, but they have a friend in the church, they have a family member, uh, and somebody's praying, getting a hold of God, God, bring them back, God, save them, uh, God, don't let them destroy their life, and somebody's praying for them, and that's what's happening in our text. Uh, even though Lot has lost his mind, uh, Abraham is praying for him, God, be merciful. Genesis 18, 21. Then the men turned away from there and went towards Sodom, and Abraham uh, uh, stood before the Lord. And Abraham came near and said, Would you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? If you know the story there, Abraham knows uh, that the angels are going to go in and do some business. I'll tell you how powerful angels are. One angel in the Old Testament wiped out 180,000 military men. So that's one angel. Uh, two angels are there to deal with Sodom and Gomorrah, and Abraham knows the power of these angels and what's going to happen. And here's Abraham. Remember the story. I got there be 50 uh, uh, Abraham knows they're not 50. God knows they're not 50. What about 45, 40? He goes all the way down to five. God, there'd be five righteous there where you spare the city. He's pleading for Lot. He's pleading for Lot's wife and family. Uh, that's the real deal behind the scenes, pleading for these, uh, that the mercy of God would break through. Uh, and we know there wasn't five. There wasn't even five people in that whole uh, city saved. But we see the mercy of God there anyway. God's mercy does break through uh, Lot, his two daughters, and his wife. They were all spared from judgment. Uh, uh, amen. We know wife's Lot looks back. She was judged. But uh, that's the mercy of God. And if you're back, then you ought to thank God you have a friend praying for you. I mean, you ought to thank God that, listen, uh, I have a mother, father, brother, or someone. They're praying for me, and I know they're praying for me. Second thing, added to God's mercy is our repentance. Probably the best picture we can come up is Luke 15. The father here is a picture of God's mercy when the son repents. He shows mercy in a miracle. Look at verse 11. Then he said, a certain man had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me my portion of goods that fall to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living or, or, or riotous living. But when he had spent all, uh, there arose a severe famine in the land, and he began to be in one. Then he went to join himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into the field to feed uh, swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods that the swines ate, but no one would give him anything. Verse 17. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare? And I perish with hunger. Repentance is starting here. I mean, backsides, you have to come to your senses. You have to see what you're doing is not worth it. Verse 18, I will rise uh, 
and go to my father and I, I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So, and he arose and came uh, to his father's house. But when his, he was a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion, ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And, and the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. That's real repentance. It wasn't just a uh, prayer just to get me out of a situation, but there's real repentance here. And he said, I'm willing just to come back and be a servant. Uh, I don't need anything else. I just want to be back in the house. I just want to be forgiven. Uh, I just want to hear your voice again. I just want to uh, be back home. Uh, that's repentance. Verse 22, but the father said to his servants, I mean, God knows when there's real repentance. The father said to his servant, bring out the best robe, put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf and kill it, uh, and let us eat and be merry, for my son who is dead is alive again. He who is lost is found, and they begin to be merry. So, good picture here. Amen. So if you're back, said, listen, there is a way back. Uh, God loves you, cares about you. God has a, still got a plan for your life, but there has to be repentance. You know, repentance brings a full restoration. Look at Luke 15. The Bible said he gave him a robe, a ring, and sandals. That's a symbol of you belong to the family. Back then, uh, uh, certain families would have their robe that would identify who they are, uh, these are the Mitchells. These are the Nickersons. Uh, uh, that robe would tell the story. Their emblem would be there. Uh, so when you put that robe on, uh, you're back in the family. The Bible said you put shoes or sandals on his feet. Uh, only servants uh, back then did, didn't wear sandals. But sons uh, wore sandals. Sons, it was an identity that you're not just a servant. Uh, you're not just a somebody running around the desert. You're a son. Here's sandals. Uh, on his feet, the ring as a, a, a sign of authority uh, gives his authority back to his son, uh, and repentance brings full restoration. Does God forgive? Absolutely. Uh, does he restore? Absolutely. Uh, but listen, the Bible says God hates backsliding. Listen, if you want to uh, get some fear, back, just read this. Read the story of Lot. I mean, what a horrible picture! Uh, here's a man who had everything. Think about having Abraham for an uncle. I'm mean, thinking about Abraham who talks with God, who's the father of faith. I mean, having him in your family. I mean, anything you need, you go, hey, uh, uh, Uncle Abraham, uh, I need, uh, can you ask God a favor for me? Can you speak to God? I mean, having all that and walking away from it. I'm not going to get so close to Sodom. No, you're not. You're going to get all the way in it. And Sodom's going to own you after a while. But our hope tonight, if you're even back sitting there thinking about it, uh, you need to repent. God, forgive me for even thinking foolish. Backsliding foolishness. God, forgive me for even thinking that. Uh, uh, God, help me tonight, and he will. Amen. Let's bow our heads tonight. If I can get every head bowed, every eye closed here tonight.